Well, welcome back to Beauty Brains and Baggage. This is Slange, and we will be unpacking natural hair care because you're doing your hair all wrong. And that's something I realized on Twitter. Um, I saw a slideshow that said, no oils, no butters, drop out of YouTube University. And I said, what? What's going on? Um, so I started following Q's girlfriend, or Shakira Camp. Um, you were one of the first people I followed because you first popped out of my timeline. I've since followed, I think, about four other people. Um, but I wanted to invite you onto this show so that we can discuss natural hair care. Because for me, I've been an avid user of the lock method for, what, two years now? Yes. Yes. And for people who don't know, the lock method is this natural hair care method where you use a leave-in and oil and a conditioner and it's supposed to moisturize your hair allegedly supposedly but this just sin it doesn't so <laughs> i'm gonna let shakira introduce herself and all the stuff that she does she does you know consultation she has a salon um and is a, a, a mother as well working with all of this um so shakira take it away <laughs> Okay, so hello everyone that is listening and tuning in. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Solange and myself. Um, my name is Shakira Kemp. I am a licensed hair professional and curly specialist slash artist located in the upstate New York area. I am in Syracuse, New York, familiar with um, Syracuse University or Carmelo Anthony, then you know who we are. <laughs> um, and I love curly hair. Um, as Solange mentioned, I do work in the salon, and um, I also offer virtual consultations as well. Um, and I'm just for the curls in the culture, basically. Um, and like she mentioned, I am a mom. Um, I'm a mom to an 11-month-old. She is my first and currently my only. <laughs> so that has been interesting, being in the business and being a mother. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little later, I guess. So. Yeah, that's my little spiel. <laughs> awesome. So my first question for you is, what is natural hair? Is it right to use the word natural hair? Like, what terms are outdated when discussing natural hair? Um, No, I feel like that term is um, ideal okay. for um, hair care because most um, of the women that I speak to are... Um, natural you know they're and when i say natural i mean that they're no longer relaxed or they no longer have like well i don't want to say not chemically treated because you can have colored hair because color is a chemical um but most times it's women stating that they're just no longer relaxed and they're returning back to natural um i don't really care for the term of going natural i just because we're, we're born we're born naturally without chemicals or anything in our hair so we're returning back to that state so in terms of natural hair i think that's a perfect term to use for your actual natural hair so yeah let's talk about the curl typing system because okay for me i know i when people ask me my hair type i'll say 3b 3c um normal porosity hair um but those terms aren't the right terms to use. I remember I saw a tweet, I mean, you might have tweeted it, where you said, let's just say curly, coily hair. We don't need to say these types. So what is wrong with the hair typing system? So the hair typing system, it puts hair in a box, right? It doesn't really give the hair the personality because the hair that is 3B, 4C, 3A is attached to a whole entire person. And 
there are way more factors that come into play when it comes to hair care rather than just the size um the size and the look of a curl because that's what the number letter system is it's telling you that your hair is either straight wavy curly or coily and then it's talking about the, the shape of that that particular um what, what i've been taught in cotton side school is called your wave pattern so the shape of your wave pattern um but like i said there's just so much more to that hair versus just a 3b and a lot of uh naturals get um fixated on following a regimen specifically for that curl type or you know some people might say oh well i'm a mix of 3b and 3c or i might be a mix of 3b and 4a and then sometimes they're stumped like oh my god well this method is this 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 a blog is saying okay since i'm 3b i need to do this or this blog is saying since i'm 4c i need to do this but i have both so now i don't know what to do so it's really um it's not to me, it's not a really great guiding light because I did use to curl type before I became licensed and, you know, got more knowledgeable about hair and things of that nature. And I remember like being on YouTube and I'm like, I cannot find my curl. Nobody has my curl. Like, and I used to be getting like so frustrated about that. And I have heard a lot of women, you know, on the Internet and who have sat in my chair and told me the same thing. Like that thing confused me. I didn't understand. what I, I didn't get it. Um, so that's my the main thing with the chart is that it just it doesn't give that you enough information like it doesn't touch on the fact that it doesn't tell you like what kind of texture you have in terms so texture actually is the size of your hair strand um not the look of your curl or the shape of your curl and um that's really important to know because if you have finer hair there's some things that might not be suitable for you. Mm -hmm. um, say, for instance, if you wanted to get your hair straightened, you know, there's a certain temperature. You don't need to put your flat iron on um, because you can easily overprocess or burn your hair because you have fine hair strands. So the curl type and chart doesn't tell you any of that. Um, it doesn't tell you that, you know, climate is extremely important when it comes to you um, styling your hair. And it doesn't tell you that, okay, because your, your lifestyle, say, for instance, someone who works out a lot, maybe has a really dirty job or something like that it's not telling you okay because you because you have this very active life because you sweat a lot because you are like out in the field that you should be using a shampoo that's a bit more clean it doesn't tell you any mm -hmm. of that it doesn't tell you enough information it kind of just says huh take this and then just follow this that's not enough information and i'm learning that with natural they're like no i want to know what's going on and it's not giving them enough information to feed that need that they have so what are other characteristics of hair that matter more? So you touched on texture, but what should people focus on when trying to take care of their hair and find products for their hair? Um, definitely the biggest one is lifestyle. Um, that is a decided factor of how you would like select like your shampoos. Um, texture is big as well. Um, uh, what else? Density for sure. Um, um, el elasticity is important porosity is important but it's not important in the way that naturals think it's important mm. like I must know my porosity like not really like you know um, you, you, it's it's nice to know but like what is that gonna tell you you know what I'm saying Yeah. Um, what else ones I always like forget them it's like 11 of them I always forget them um, that's cool hydration level uh 
But the ones that are really important to to me when I teach to people yeah. in my chair is definitely their texture, their density, their surface texture, which is the look and the feel of your hair. Mm. Um, because surface texture determines if you have like shine or sheen. Some people's hair is like really really shiny; it reflects light, and some people's hair kind of absorbs light. Um, and I do talk about porosity, but I don't stress that the, a lot. Um. And then I ask them a lot about their lifestyle. So that's pretty much, I I feel like, the main ones that, the main characteristics that naturals should definitely focus on. Why are naturals so afraid of shampoo? (laughs) You know what? I I don't know. (laughs) But I I honestly think that it's rooted in, like, old wives tell. You Mm -hmm. know, like, telling people, like, oh dirty hair grows or if you shampoo too much it's gonna strip your hair like and i'm not saying that these things let me stop hold on let me take it a step back the technology with ingredients of hair care products have changed they have evolved over the years right so the things that were quote-unquote like bad like the bad sulfates like the sls i think or something like that was like Sodium laurel sulfate was one um, that, like, curly girl, the curly girl method, like, it denounces that, like, kind of sulfate and stuff. Um, But there are things on the market that are gentle enough for your hair um, that won't really, like, strip your hair. So, um, I don't know why they're afraid of shampoo, but I honestly think that it's just they think that it's going to dry their hair out or they think that... um, it's going to make it weak and brittle, but um, that's not the case. Because uh, as I tweeted before, shampoo is a cleanser. Um, and just how you wash your face every day and wash your body, you got to wash your hair. Um, and it's also not it's not good hygiene to go a long time without um, cleansing your hair. Your, your hair is attached to you. It literally goes everywhere you go, you know. You're sweating and you're outside. Like today it was snowing and yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it. It's a fabric. It takes in just how your clothes can take in smells. Your hair does the same exact thing. The same exact thing. So, um, I would love for us to use shampoo. <laughs> I tell people shampoo is bae. I don't care. Clean, shampoo is going to, listen, clean hair, accepts moisture, clean curls pop. Shampoo is bae. It's bae. <laughs> Because that's so funny. I've actually heard the opposite. Like, your hair is so much better when it's like, when you let the oils accumulate and when you <laughs> so why do so many people struggle with having dry hair well curls um typically are on the drier side the side drier side anyways because we have all these twists and turns typically people who have straighter hair their hair gets oily quicker because the oil from our scalp which is called sebum can get down the hair strand faster um but we have those twists and turns and you know hills and valleys and stuff <laughs> so it's a little bit harder for the for the sebum to get down the hair strand right. so um and the sebum provides like the the lubrication for our hair so um yeah that's mainly mainly it um it's just the structure of our hair strand um is causing our hair to be more on the drier side so that is why it's important that we give our hair the much needed water that it needs. Water like a plant. So, yeah. 
Are there any ingredients that natural haired folks should avoid in products? Or is that just, is that a myth? Um, it's not about avoiding the product. It's about knowing what the product, the functionality of the, of the ingredient, excuse me. It's not about avoiding certain ingredients. That's what the word I was trying to say. Ingredients. It's about knowing the functionality of ingredients. Like, I've had naturals ask me about a specific line that um, is like got a hold on the natural community now. And I tell them that it contains silicone. Right. And I always tell them that silicone has a place in hair care um, when you're a natural. And primarily... I use, I will use a silicone based product for heat styling because it's a film former um and it also helps protect the heat the hair against the heat. Um but other than heat styling, I wouldn't use anything silicone based because it it would it would be kind of act counterproductive to what I'm doing. If I'm trying to impart water into the hair, if I'm trying to get um the hair to become hydrated. I don't need anything that contains ingredients that are going to put a film over the hair. I need the hair to be able to accept everything I'm putting into it. Um, so again, it's not about avoiding the ingredients. It's about knowing what it does. Now, if you have a new, a product that is like full of like drying alcohols, like isopropyl alcohol or like SD alcohol, I would be like, yeah, don't, don't use that. But, um, but I typically try to tell naturals to try to avoid products that have like shea butter, coconut oil, castor oil. Um, that's like in the five, the top five to seven ingredients. Um, so that's a general, that's a good rule of thumb to use when naturals are searching for their products and stuff like that. See, that's what I realized because I am doing like I, I talked to you about this in our DMs. Um, I'm doing the I Am Black Girl Curls 30 Day Detox. And I was, I was looking at my products and I realized how many of them had shea butter, coconut oil, castor oil, literally listed on the, in the front of the bottle, like with, made with this and this. And I was like, ah, dang it. (laughs) But no, it's, so I just wanted to clarify for people who do have products with those ingredients in it. If it's like the last or the second to last or the third to last ingredient, is it okay to use? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would I would not denounce a product just because it has castor oil. That's like the thirteenth ingredient. Yeah. Like. Right. I wouldn't do that. For people who don't know how to read ingredients, honestly, I'm not the best at reading ingredients in general because I'm not a chemist. But um, the product, the ingredients are listed in order of like first to last, basically. So that's how you know. Okay. Yep, generally, yep. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, I wouldn't denounce a product just because it has, like, castor oil in it and it's, like, the 13th degree. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, it's just that you don't want to see those things at the beginning of the list. Um, because, like, with shampoo, shampoo contains surfactants. Um, I am not going to try to butcher any names and tell you the name of surfactant. <laughs> I just know when I see them what they are. Um, and also, I... Um, would advise any natural to go on Google. Like, I Google ingredients all the time because I'm familiar with the products that I use in the salon, but then there's still a bunch of products I'm asking about all the time, so I kind of got to know, like, what's out there and what's going on. Um, And if you do a Google search, 
don't do page one hit page two because most times most of the blogs are just popping up on page one but most times it's page three or page, probably page three you'll that's when you'll run into like some more scientific stuff and like more of the like cosmetic ingredient um websites will pop up and let you know what the what the ingredients for and stuff like that it was recently because as i talked about with you um my skincare routine was completely uprooted last year mainly because of again the misinformation people spread about like african black soap and and witch hazel and all these things um and i had terrible terrible breakouts and so i had to i had to learn some some ingredients so i know what works for my skin i don't know everything but some ingredients that people talk about a lot are like hyaluronic acid like that's a a rock star ingredient for getting you know it's a humectant it gets more moisture into the skin um and hydration into the skin so what are some rock star ingredients that naturals should look out for and should try to actively incorporate into their routines if anything aloe vera aloe vera is amazing um it is an amazing humectant um humectant is an ingredient that helps retain moisture um so what it does is it draws in moisture from the atmosphere um aloe vera You'll, most likely you'll see aloe vera in shampoos and conditioners mm. and styling products. Um, also, well, flaxseed is a humectant, but I really love aloe vera. It's a very strong humectant. Flaxseed is a little bit on the lighter side. Um, like Curl Mix has a, a a line, a couple lines, and their stuff is all flaxseed based. Um, but yes, aloe vera is that girl. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, to clarify though, people should not go to their cupboard and get their aloe vera gel and just no. I wouldn't. I, so I don't recommend any raw, um, any raw ingredient, mainly because you want your um, ingredient to be broken down enough to mm-hmm. penetrate the hair strand. You know, cosmetology literally is science and. In chemistry, we learn about molecular weight, and and, and that is really important. Yeah. Um, so that's why there's, it's important to have formulations because things have been broken down small enough to uh, penetrate the hair strand. So, right. Yeah. I just wanted to put that in there because I didn't want anyone listening to get up and go to their nope. cupboard. Do <laughs> not go get the aloe vera plate. I mean, some people do, and if that's your thing, okay. <laughs> but you know, I always tell people. I'm going to still give you the information, and if you decide that, you know what, I don't want to listen to that, that's cool, too. I <laughs> Listen, I, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Um, but I, I definitely would recommend that people use things that are formulated, because also, when things are in uh, formulations, you, there's additional, like, buffers, there's preservatives, yeah. there's a lot more things to it to help sustain the product. Um, right. I don't know how long the aloe vera plant lasts but mm. i'm quite sure it's not going to have the shelf life that your product your styling gel with aloe vera in it has i mean most of them are like 12 months and not I'm not, I, I know aloe vera plants not lasting for 12 months so uh, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm team cosmetic formulations 100 <laughs> percent. yeah um I want to ask you uh what are some natural hair habits that need to go that needs to be left in 2020, 2016, 1992. We can just not do it. I, I, I need for naturals to let go of that LOC, LCO method. Um, this whole pre-pouring with oil. Um, 
understand, I understand why people do it, but there's a better way. <laughs> um, uh, using apple cider vinegar to attempt to clarify the hair. Um, and what else? No food on the hair. No food. And I would love for naturals to start trying to partner with licensed professionals. Um, I know that there's a lot of trauma around um, people having certain experiences with the salon or a stylist. Um, but I just want to let naturals know that there are people out there who are literally dedicated to teaching you um, about the science of hair care and what to do and how to love exactly what you see in your mirror. Um so if you can <laughs> um definitely uh try to partner with someone um if you don't know what to do or where to go you can follow me on twitter and instagram and i will be more than happy to guide you to someone i may know in your area so yeah 100 percent. um can you explain a little more why the lock method or loc the lco method doesn't work Okay, so the idea behind the LCO method is, uh, first, again, like Solange said, the, the L stands for liquid or leave-in, and then the O is for oil, and then the C is for cream. So there can be LOC or LCO. Um, like, back in 2017, I think I was doing, like, the LCO method, I think. Um, so I guess the idea, no, not I guess, the idea is that the oil is the last step, and it's supposed to seal in the moisture um oil is not a sealant oil is a lubricant um just as you would oil your uh what's what i'm looking your um, pan I mean, yeah you know that when you're cooking you oil or pan you your pan. yeah it's not to provide moisture it's so that the the stuff doesn't stick to the bottom of the pan it's to lubricate the pan exactly yes right or like if you take some dw40 you spray it in somewhere where it's squeaky you know what I'm saying? It's lubricating that area that's squeaking so it no longer squeaks. So oil is not moisture. Oil does not provide moisture. Oil is a lubricant. So what happens is conditioner ideally is your sealant because it's a I can give you a whole science. So let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> so shampoo <laughs> allows your hairs. So we have so our hair has layers. And the first layer is called the cuticle. And the cuticle kind of lifts open, like open. Well, you guys can't see me. But it kind of lifts, like if you were to like lift your blind, like open your blind, how they close and shut, kind of like that. And when shampoo comes into contact with your hair, it raises the cuticle and it allows water in and removal of dirt, debris, styling products, sweat, whatever. Conditioner comes behind that shampoo and essentially seals the cuticle because of right. the lower pH. So your hair, the water is already sealed in as soon as you hit the conditioner part. Like you don't need nothing else on top of that. Um, and also conditioner already has oil in it and emollients and things in it. Um, so you don't need the additional oil on top of the fact that we already have oil like on our scalps and stuff. Yes. Um so yeah, it's it's so it's supposed to like lock the moisture in. And somebody actually found a YouTube video where the creator of the method was saying that she didn't create this method to what did she say? You know what? I'm bookmark. I'm about to go on my bookmarks. Because my mind was absolutely blown when i seen this i w- i couldn't believe it so essentially it was the the, the creator of these met that this method didn't she knew it wasn't going to seal in 
any moisture. She just kind of came up with a method. And I guess her whole premise was she just wanted women to love their hair more. But I'm like, but you were also misinforming them at the same time. So, so she came I don't, up with the method just for aesthetic purposes? Like to make their I hair look think better? So. Not necessarily provide moisture? Because oil does give the hair a little, like a little shine. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh my god, I am so upset, upset that I can't find this. But I will definitely send it to you. Um, that's but yeah, that's so most times when people create these things, it's not really rooted in science. Like just like you know, the like the maximum hydration method. I mean, that thing is telling you to put baking soda. You clean your tub with baking soda. But you people make... were putting baking soda on their face, to be fair. Like, oh, yes, and tea tree true. oil on their face. I'm just like, no. And some of these things have way too many steps. I'm like, and that's nothing. And that's just, this is why wash day is taking forever. These steps. It's like, you want me to do six things? This is ridiculous. <laughs> like... Wait, let's, let's unpack that. Um, how long should the ideal wash day take? Um, ideally, I could say like two, two and a half hours. I have, I have voiced about wash day. Can, it can be one hour, but you know, for some people that's not realistic. So I'm not even going to say it. Like it should be one hour. That's, I'm not, I'm not about to do that. But I real, I think ideally it should be two and a half and below. Um, right. when you, when you have the proper knowledge and technique. Um. Yeah, because if you think about it, when you go to the salon, the the stylist isn't gonna take four hours with your hair. I can literally get done with somebody's hair maybe two two and a half hours, and that's including dryer time, um, and cutting the hair. So, um, you know, it shouldn't take a full work day for you to do your hair. I never really got that because even for me, when I was, I guess it's because my hair is. A little looser and that's why because um, I can't speak for people who have really really um, coily and kinky hair but my hair my wash it doesn't take it takes like an hour just to do the tangle and whatever but maybe that's also because okay I'm gonna clock in and say I do not do sections I'm gonna say that I'm lazy and I don't do sections sections do you can definitely take up more time. I, but well, I so. also don't know how to part my hair, so I'm also going to say that, too. <laughs> so I don't do it in the shower. I can't even... I, that's literally why I look like this all the time. I wear wash and go all the time because to do... Even, like, a plait, like a braid, I can't even... It's easy for you. It's easy. It's it's suitable for what you know how to do, and it's most likely suitable for your lifestyle. And that's why you choose the style that right. you wear, correct? It, it just, well, yeah, right. I'm lazy. That's why, I, and that's the thing. I wish I could do bantu knots. I might try to do bantu knots, but I don't. I don't know. Why are you shaking your head like that, ma'am? You can just go ahead and just do a twist out. I don't even know how to <laughs> do a twist knots. out either. I was trying to talk to my friend. And I was like, "How do you? How do people do this? Do they just sit down." so much <laughs> but I've, I've just always been that way but no i just wanted to dispel that myth that natural hair wash days have to i was always shocked i was like why is this taking what are y'all doing <laughs> yeah right exactly you know people are canceling their whole entire day behind it and i and i too used to do the same thing no it's wash day i can't go nowhere i'll see y'all tomorrow like i mean 
it was a whole i will say i would agree with that if it's like your wash day is like a self-care day so after you spend the hour or two or yes. two hours whatever doing your yes. hair you're like never mind i'm gonna sit here i'm gonna do a face mask i'm gonna yeah. do whatever but you should not be spending like six hours taking care of your hair no you should not and i got a lot of flack from that on twitter um because it's, it's hard <laughs> to unlearn things. People feel a little It is. <laughs> um, they, and they feel challenged. And and the thing that I tell people, I, I like to tell people is, if you, if, just, if you question something, if you feel something is like, whoa, what are you talking about? Ask the yeah. person. Ask them. You know, don't get all up in arms and that's not right. That doesn't work for 4C here. Ask me how. I can help you. You know what I'm saying? Don't just get all offended, you know. Um, and it's not like I'm, when I say those things, I'm talking out the side of my neck. I literally have women who can be quote-unquote 4C. Um, people would label them 4C, and they don't take all day to do their hair. And they have extremely high-density hair. Like, this hair, you can't see their scalp. Day two, there's no scalp. Like, you you can't. I part their hair on day one and style in the salon. The next day, you can't see their scalp. That's how dense their hair is. And they have long hair. And I'm like, y'all, I'm not just saying this. Like, this is real life situations. Um, but I, that's why I said either two and a half to two hours. Because also, if somebody does have a higher density, they may not be, you know, used to doing their own hair. So, it could take them some more time. Um, but... It, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't. Have it, to be. it does a brave new world. <laughs> you can be a part of it. Mm-hmm. No, I wanna. I wanna yeah. touch on this. Okay, I need. I need to talk about this. What do you? What is your opinion of stylists, quote unquote, who want people to blow dry their hair before coming to appointments, whether that's for braids or whatever, or who say they can't do hair that is quote unquote four C or or four B hair. Um, I think I know what you're referring to because I've seen. Was it that young lady who was saying if you have four C hair to come with your hair straight yeah. in there for braids? So she's, and she's um, one of many people because I've heard this throughout my life. I've heard this, and me personally, like I just got my hair cut before I came back to school, and the guy was like, "Oh, you have, but you have good hair." That whole idea of having good hair um, is what I'm touching on, and I want your thoughts on it. <laughs> Um, there's no such thing as good hair. Good hair is healthy right. hair. Good hair is hydrated hair. No matter if you have a kink, wave, coil, tight Z, Coke bottle, curls, it don't it don't matter. It don't matter what kind of what, what what you have. If the hair is healthy and it's hydrated, it's good. It doesn't matter. Um, I don't like the I I don't like the idea of some someone saying that if you have forcey hair you need to straighten your hair before you come to me i just say you don't know how to do it you know what i'm saying like just be up front like honestly because people are gonna be more respectful of the fact that you're saying you know what i have a harder time dealing with a tighter curl because there are some styles there are like there are some stylists who specialize in more wavy kind Mm -hmm. of kind of hair and they don't really know too much about I have stylists DMing me all the time on Instagram. Like, I'm trying to learn more about tight, tightly curled hair. So, if you are that stylist who is in that place and you really don't know how, you need to say that. Hi, you know, I am not, I don't really know how to tend to tight curly hair. You know, I, 
people can't people can be upset with you but you're being mm-hmm. honest like i if you if you really care it takes a special person to really learn how to do things with tight hair because it is it's not a lot more work but um it requires a lot more to me like uh elbow work sometimes um applying more products um maybe if the person has higher density hair you may have to make smaller sections things of that nature but it's not harder you just don't know what you're doing and just say that <laughs> honestly somebody comes in my chair i need this well i don't really know how to do that so you know or tell somebody like you know what i might not be the correct stylist for you right. but i do know someone who can do this for you you know what i'm saying like um but that whole thing with somebody like coming when washed and all that the boy. guy is the person who thing. did the tweet their hair is terrible I don't want to come at them sideways, but I saw their hair. I, I'm sorry. If you can make comments on people's hair, I go to your profile and I look at your hair. And it, it was terrible. Oh, I didn't. I don't think, was heat I damaged, didn't know that. Heat damaged, I did not anyway, know that. The person, and this is the thing is the person who tweeted it was a dark skinned black woman who's doing other black women's hair. And she also probably has type four hair. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. And I was looking at that, and I was like, wow, it's really the anti-blackness and self-hate for me. But, uh, um, I also wanted to touch on protective styling. Is it appropriate to call protective mm-hmm. styling protective styling? No, it's not appropriate to call it that. Um, because what are you protecting your hair from? You know? Um, your, hair, what do, your hair doesn't need to be protected. You know what protection is? Putting a hat on your head when it's cold outside. <laughs> or, you know, wrapping your hair up at night when you go to sleep. Um, and it's it's not protective because um, a lot of times what people do when they get, like, extension braids or they put, like, wigs on or um, crochet, they're, they're not there for... They're neglecting their hair. People are like, oh, I'm putting my hair in braids because I don't want to do it with my hair for the next four weeks. And then they don't wash it. They don't do anything to it. They just let it be. And that's not that's not protecting the hair. You're not doing literally anything to it. You're doing the exact opposite of protecting your hair. Um, it's more appropriate. I learned this from my mentors, um, Aisha and Elise of I Am Black or Curls, of calling it alternative styles, which that's what it is. It's an alternative from wearing your own loose, natural hair. Um, same thing as you getting your hair blown out or pressed. That's an alternative to your loose, natural curl. Um yeah, it's not protective, and a lot of times the um, the the hair that the hair that you get us in the pack and stuff, if somebody's not cleansing it and conditioning it and, do, and getting it clean, it's gonna have all that preservative, all that synthetic. It's just it's just not it's not it's not something that you should be calling protective because it's not. It's just not right. Um, it's not. I would just rather just you just call it what it is. I got braids, or I have crochet. Don't say you have a protective styling because. Ideally, it's not protecting anything. Um, most times, most times, naturals aren't their hair isn't in the state to even receive such a service because your hair is going going through tension and uh, manipulation and things of that nature. And um, a lot of naturals also wear them back to back because they don't know how to tend to their own natural hair. So then, their hair down the line is just weakened and. Damage and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it in my salon before. That is so, so, so interesting. I never thought about it like that. Ooh. No, because when I had my 
locks in or my braids in i would at least wash it once a week and try to but even when you try to wash it it's hard because you have to get between the stuff and then your new hair is in the braid mm-hmm. so you're not actually washing the, the yeah. hair you can only wash the root of your hair yep and then on top of that i used to put oil in my hair so it, you know use the oil grease the scalp <laughs> so <laughs> that's that Ooh. um Side note, if people were to get braids or whatever and they were using the hair, what I would do is I would soak it in the apple cider vinegar to get rid of the chemical, but I don't mm-hmm. I wouldn't shampoo it or, or condition it. Would you recommend people to after they soak the hair in the ACV to shampoo it and condition it or just Well, I'm not a braider. So, um but I I do I follow a young lady. Her name is Pro- uh protect, protected by Lisa. Um she's a, a stylist in Chicago. Um, she would be. If somebody has questions about that, I would. I I would definitely recommend them to her because I don't know the whole process of it. But but I but I know that you do want to. I had I'm familiar with stylists who do braid, and I have heard them talking about like the pre soaking and all that stuff or whatever. Um, but yeah, I would definitely direct that question to them. But I would think that you would want to. I would think that you would want to use like a gentle cleanser at least on it, like nothing that's like gonna strip the, you know, maybe something that's kind of like a, a cleansing conditioner perhaps or something like that. Um, that's what that's what I would think that they would do, but I'm gonna have to ask somebody. <laughs> that's so that's so 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 fair. See, I don't know. I I was straight honest. Clear, I do you not were know. <laughs> you didn't spread misinformation. You said I don't know. <laughs> Answer the question. Um, so I wanted to touch on your natural hair journey. Um, and what got you into doing hair styling? Um, so my journey. So I come from the, oh, Shakira, you have good hair. I have the good grade of hair because my hair is smooth and silky and shiny. And honestly, some days I wish it was a tight curl because it just do things. And I'm like, I do not like how this looks. But anyways, um, so growing up. That's all I heard was, you got good hair, you got good hair. And now I have a sister, same mother, same mm-hmm. father. We do not have the same hair in terms of our surface texture. Like, my hair is more shiny. Her hair is more sheeny. Um, she has a more tighter curl mm-hmm. than I do. I have more, like, a loose wave. And it was, and nobody was telling my sister she had good hair. And honestly, growing up, I just, now that I'm in my profession, I despise hearing somebody say that, like, good hair, oh, and like the whole texturism thing it just oh i can't stand it and um i hate that people used to lust after my hair and i'm like it's just hair like it's not it's mm-hmm. just hair um so for a long time when i was like 14 maybe 13 to like age 24 i think i i wore my hair primarily straight because nobody in my family knew how to do anything naturally curly and it was like the 90s yeah. so you know it wasn't much things on the market for us anyways um, and then there was a lot of like flat iron and relaxers back then. And, um, yeah, I didn't know what to do to my hair. So like the end of middle school, maybe like beginning of high school, I, my aunt. So I do come from a long line of cosmetologists, um, and barbers and things of that nature. Um, so I would get my hair straightened all the time. Um, nobody would clip my ends cause my hair was really long. They were so scared. I'm like, y'all don't see these raggedy ends. This hair needs to go. <laughs> you see me so mad. 
I'm like, all this cosmos just in my family. Nobody wants to cut my hair. This is crazy. Um, so about yeah, for like age 24 or so, I was like, you know what? I'm going to test my natural curl. I have not, I haven't really seen like what my curl could do. So let's do that. So I tried some stuff. But I was bouncing back and forth between straight hair and curly hair. Um, I was, girl, I was using Cantu. I was using Shea Moisture. I was using, um, I love me some Eco Styler, girl. Because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I used to always slick my hair back into a ponytail. That was my thing. Um, when my hair was curly, I would just mm-hmm. do that because I'm like I don't, I didn't know how to like do no twist outs and no washing goes yeah. and nothing like that. So I just would throw it back in the ponytail and call it a day. Um, I actually grew out heat damage. Um, I have some pictures on my Instagram, and uh, I really got real serious about it. Um, I remember being on like YouTube back in like 2014 and trying like the braid. I was a braid. I love braid outs. Um, I did a lot of braid outs and. Um, it worked because I did have some heat damage. And then I think maybe like 2017, I was like, let me, let me really, really like, you know, try my curly hair. So I would, uh, go on YouTube, look at things, I would buy stuff. I was like a product junkie. Oh my God. I had so much stuff. It was so crazy. Um, and in 2018, I decided I was going to try to be a YouTuber. (laughs) So, 2018 was a very um, eventful and traumatic year for myself. Um, My sister and I had gotten into a car accident um, May 2018. And that was very scary. And then I was supposed to graduate from uh, college during that year. And I didn't end up walking the stage. And it was just a whole bunch of stuff. It was just like really, it was like event after an event after an event. And I had something else happen earlier in the year. Um, to me as well so I kind of was in a place where I was searching to find something that would take my mind off what was going on in my life and one day I was just on Instagram and I happened to go come across this one influencer and I I went down like a a rabbit hole on Instagram and I was like oh my god like I could do this like people always ask me about my hair and stuff like that I could be a YouTuber so I had I got some videos up there, but they're private. Nobody's going to ever see those videos. <laughs> um, and um, I would go out and I would buy a lot of stuff. Not knowing. I was just trying things. I was just trying them because somebody else was trying them. Um, and then one day, I stumbled across I Am Black Girl Curls in 2018. And I was like, it was like, whoa, you don't know nothing. You don't know anything you're talking about. How dare you get on YouTube and tell people what to do and you don't know anything, Shakira. I was like, oh my goodness. Um, and, that, and it took the cake. As soon then, I had purchased some, they had like this Curl, Girl, Curl Goals Guide. Um, and I bought that and I tried my first wash and go and I was open. I was like, Oh my God, like what is this? I don't this is amazing. And then um I bought Wash Your Damn Hair and that was it. I said I'm going to cosmetology school. That's exactly what I did. Mm. And I finished this past September. Yeah. So that's my journey. And um I have been committed to spreading the gospel if you will um about science-based hair care when it comes to curls that's so 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 relatable um 
I kind of wanted to touch on what you'd said about... Well, okay, this is my first question. It's a side note question. Very small bullet point. Eco-styler. If... Mm -hmm. Shit... Okay, I do like laying my edges. I will say I do like doing Mm -hmm. that. Is it okay to use eco-styler solely for your edges? Or should you find another product? I would recommend you something else. Because smoothing edges is a technique. Mm -hmm. Like... You can smooth your edges when, you, when you're doing your wash and go. Like, when your hair is, like, fully wa- wet and when you're applying, like, your whatever you're using, you know, whether it be a foam or a gel, you can you can smooth your edges then. You don't have to use, like, an eco-styler. Mm. Eco-styler, ideally, is for, like, um, it's not for, like, a daily, weekly kind of wear. It's for, like, a, okay, I got something to do today. I need this hair to not move or whatever, you know. And that's that. But it's not something that I would do, like, every single day or, like, I would do weekly on to my hair. Like, I, I use Eco Styler, but I use it every once in a while. And I, own, I only use Eco Styler when I'm like, all right, my hair need to be washed. But I got more, like, three more clients this week, so I ain't got yeah. time to do all of that. And I'm just slap, slapping my hair in a ponytail. And that's about it. But I don't I don't use it all the time. I wouldn't recommend it for laying edges um, because of the ingredients. Um can dry the hair out and most times your edges are a lot finer than your actual hair so you don't really want to mess with them too much um at that because they can be a different texture a different whole different ball game from right here to right here so, so yeah. could i theoretically use uncle funky's and just yeah. do that yeah when i do when i do my clients i um Set at the ends and work my way up, and then I literally will take pumps to Uncle Funky's and I will make sure I'm smoothing right. their edges into their into their hair. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I will take that tip yep. because I did see that and I was like, oh dang, how do I do the edges now? Okay, this makes sense. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. do you think the natural hair community is shifting? Well, okay. My my cut. Let me let me rephrase this. My question is: these myths about natural hair care. They really arose in a time where there weren't products. We were not yep. taught anything. There was not anything for us specifically. And that's why the methods that came up, you know, emerged. Uh, it's not a mistake we were doing what we were doing, but it's more so because we didn't know better type of thing. Yeah, And we can do better yep. because there weren't any products mm-hmm. available. So I just wanted your thoughts on that and... Any trends in the natural hair care like movement, um, industry that you're excited about that will really help and benefit us? Um, yes. So to piggyback, you just didn't know what to right. do. You weren't properly educated. And when you don't know better, you're not going to essentially do better, you know. Um, and we didn't really know about the resources that we know about now, like how you follow me on Twitter and social media was a thing, but it's not how it is now. Um, and I'm quite sure, you know, natural naturals weren't like, oh, let me go check the comments out of your book mm-hmm. to see what it says. You know what I'm saying? We were just following what somebody else was doing because it looked like it worked for them. Um, and that was me. I always do the same thing. I'm like, well... Her hair looks like mine, so let yeah. me do that. And I'm like, well, that didn't work. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it it's okay that. And another thing is that like stylists weren't really on the scene like mm-hmm. that. Like, I don't remember seeing like many stylists like 
on YouTube when I was looking up stuff. Um, and just wasn't a lot of education present um, as well. So I think people just um, kind of try to make things be like one size fits mm-hmm. all. Like in regards to like using like the raw food. Like in in theory, I understand why like you would want to use like yogurt or like what? Honey. What is it? Like avocado. Yeah, right? Because honey is a humectant. Avocado is full of fatty acid. You know, the oil is amazing, but not in its raw mm-hmm. form. You want to eat it in its raw form, you know? Um, so I get why. Like, oh, yeah, well, this this, this this is good for this. Okay, yeah, but that's good for your body, but it's not good for your hair. Um, so, yeah, I just think, honestly, it was just a lack of resources or not knowing where to look or who to talk to. And the community kind of just grew up without stylists in a way, you know? Um, but now the stars are back to help you reclaim your time. <laughs> no, literally, I, I think that even just in the past ten years, the conversation around natural hair is so so different than how it was before. Um, and like even something simple as like me watching girlfriends and the fact that it was like a big deal for Tracy Ellis Ross to not have her hair straightened. It, like, that's something that's so... Or even half and half. Like, Mona didn't have her hair straightened. Yeah. And that was, like, a constant jab. Like, why is your hair unkempt? Why is it open like that? Yep. Um, yep. The products just weren't there. And so many of these brands that yep. we use... Just really, like... Uh, the product you recommended, AG Natural Hair. Like, AG Hair Care. Mm-hmm. That was... When was that made? Wasn't that made... I think the Naturals line just came out like the naturals line is fairly new um i think it's one of their almost second to last collections they probably came out with um because ag hair care has been around for a while but that naturals line is fairly definitely fairly new um and but brands are understanding that okay you know people are looking for more botanical plant-based um products you know this the, the naturals they don't want things of silicone they don't want things you know full of protein and whatever you know they whatever they have going on because they do listen to us they give us exactly what we want and we tell them we don't want something they, that's what they do um because even uncle funky's like it, and my point is like there are so many products that exist now that literally didn't exist in 2010 or even 2015 so it's just gonna be a completely different space and a a consistently changing space which is quite exciting because i I mean if one if i had a kid lol i probably won't just kidding Uh, the kid (laughs) let me rephrase that um the kids that come after me will have a better a better chance yes like more accessibility yeah and even Mm. even for me like my parents both have straight hair so my parents cannot help me with my hair. And to this day, they cannot help me with my hair. And they will look at everything I'm doing and just be like, why are you doing all that? Why are you doing this? But I had to learn about my hair on my own because they didn't know yeah, what was going yeah. on. Got me looking busted in high school because I just didn't know <laughs> what to do. In my white neighborhood, I had no black folks. <laughs> Literally. Oh, man. Um, what are products that you need in your in your routine and water products you you could stop 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 adding stop adding to the madness 
So, I was taught about something called the five product rule. If you got the email from the 30 day hair talk, <laughs> then you know what I'm talking about. Um, you need an all purpose cleanser, you need a conditioner, a moisture conditioner, um, you need a leave in, you need a gel, and you need a foam. Um, leave-in is optional depending on what styling you do, but those are the five core products that a natural needs, a, a curly natural. Straight hair naturals would have something a little bit different, but speaking directly to the, the curly naturals, whether you rock a braid out, twist out, perm rod set, bantu knots, um, yeah, you need those, those five and you, well, those are five core products that you need. You definitely need shampoo and conditioner and then you need a styling styling product so if you were someone who did the perm rods the twist outs the braid outs the bantu knots ideally you would use a styling foam and then if you were a wash and go you would use a gel a botanical based gel um and you can use leave-in conditioner with the um the like braid outs and twist outs if you like but you don't have to um but yeah it's okay to have leave-in conditioner in your arsenal so all-purpose shampoo moisture conditioner Leave a conditioner, botanical gel, and a styling foam. Ooh, so I, I should ask this so the people know. Deep conditions. Um, <laughs> do, 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 Deep do, conditioning. Do <laughs> no, I mean, so this is the thing. Uh, it's like this golden rule in the natural community that you're supposed to deep condition every single week. You don't need to. You don't need to. When you're using quality well-formulated products as such for your rinse-out conditioner. You don't really need to deep condition all the time. Deep conditioner is to address a problem. And real deep conditioners have ingredients that have lower molecular weight so that they can literally penetrate the hair strands, right? Um, there are leaving there are conditioners on the market that are saying that they're a deep conditioner, and they're not. They're not a deep conditioner. They're just slapping that on the label or whatever. Um, and also... It, well, like I said, it's a problem solver. So, what is going on with the hair that makes you think that you need deep conditioning? <laughs> Hold on. So, you would need to know, like, what, what problem are you trying to address? Is your hair weak and brittle? Are you on the finer side? You know, maybe you need a little bit of protein, you know, or maybe you're color treated. Um, you could possibly be coming out of braids and you need a little oomph of, like yeah. it just it, it literally is situational like why are you looking to use a deep conditioner if you got a situation every week that you need to use deep conditioner you need to go back to step one what's going on with your cleansing how often are you are you how consistent you are yeah it's like what's going on why you need a problem solver every week <laughs> like, um and most times people's issues with like moisture and dryness can be remedied with just being consistent with cleansing and conditioning on a consistent basis. Like consistent can be either five to 10 days, depending on what you do. Um, most people don't give their hair enough water and they're using products that um, also uh, kind of run interference with water. So that's another thing too. Um, and that's why I stress like using like botanical gel for washing goes versus like a, a, a wet line or like a eco styler because those things are botanical. Um, and like uh, Uncle Funky's has aloe vera, and like I mentioned before, aloe vera is a humectant, and it has great other things in it like marshmallow extract, and it has nettle and it has caramel, and like it's a very natural, very very natural gel. Uh, I don't even think it has an ounce of oil in it. 
don't I don't think it has not no oil in it at all. Um yeah, so botanical is definitely the way to go. Way to go. Um you don't have to really worry about that too much with like styling foams and stuff because they have a different kind of makeup. They're uh created to do fast drying and to give you like a flexible hold. So that bad that's a different ball game with, with like twist outs and braid outs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, and for people listening, you definitely want water to be the first ingredient in your products. Oh, absolutely. Um, and you can tell yeah. if your product is water-based just if it has water as the first ingredient, right? Um, okay, not okay. necessarily. <laughs> um, because, so things that can make it water-based or water, so more so water soluble you want your you want your products to to contain ingredients that are water soluble meaning that they will be rinsed away with water you don't have to um do like a lot of cleansing to get uh the ingredients off of the hair um typically though with a like i said with a styling foam you won't most likely run into a water soluble foam because foams have a different different makeup than gel does um most times you'll see like those anti-humectant properties in a foam because you need that you need that hold um so that just so that your style so that your curl can uh your uh twist out can continue to hold the shape or your braid out continues to hold the shape so you need that holding factor in the styling foam um but definitely for your uh wash and go you definitely want to use something that has it contains ingredients that um are water soluble for sure right yeah and before we end off I want to touch on, you know, being a working mom. Mm-hmm. How does that how does that go? What are your your tips for other working moms? Um, there's so many people, even just Ooh. like someone I follow <laughs> on Instagram, um, Shan Booty, she also got pregnant and had she's not a stylist or anything, she's just a person who's really okay. cool. But um she's a sexologist actually, but oh, she got pregnant like, like last year. You probably she's I she's I think the name might be familiar. I'll send you her profile. Okay. I mainly follow her on Instagram. I'm not sure if she she is active on Twitter too though. But even she was talking about how as a, a as a mom she just gave birth in October. Mm. Um, all the unsolicited advice that comes in, balancing you know the workload and also just like going through, even just I don't know if postpartum depression affected mm-hmm. you or or that that feeling of you had a person in your body and now you don't have a person in your body and how do you how do you feel now? How do you how do you function? And how is being a working mom different than doing what you were doing before you had a kid? Um, being a working mom is um, it's a challenge, especially when the child is small. Um, in the beginning, I kind of felt like, how the heck? So. Mm-hmm. I found out I was pregnant like two weeks after cosmetology school like had started. So I was just like, how the heck am I going to work full time, go to school part time and carry a whole entire child? I did it. Um, But I was really apprehensive. At one point, I thought about like leaving the program because I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, I'm going to be so tired because I've worked all day and then I'm going to school at night and then like a kid is literally growing inside of my body like mm-hmm. I'm going to be like exhausted so that really had me on the had me like doubting some things um because I just didn't know how it was going to play out you know um and change you can't 
really be prepared for change. I think Jerry Seinfeld says that, like, in the matrimony skit. Like, you can try to prepare for change, but you really will never be prepared for change. Like, it just happens, and you have to uh, adapt to change. Um, And then when she came, though, she kind of just became, like, my fuel to, like, get things done. Like, all right, Shakira. Like, she was, like, five days old, and I was up, like, at, like, five o'clock in the morning working on my website. And... You know, she right here, and I'm just tapping, tapping away on the computer. And um, it's difficult, though, because I, I feel like for first-time moms, especially, it's like you're raising a kid, and then you're raising a business. So you don't want to feel like you're putting more energy to one thing than the other. And I know that's what I struggled with, with a lot. It was like, all right, because when I'm home, I want to be home. Like, I don't want to, like... I got tweet and stuff, but most times I'm like, I don't want to talk to y'all about hair care. Like, I just want to be home with the baby. I want to chill. I want to clean up. I want to watch TV with her, you know. Um, when I'm at work, I'm at work. But um, it's definitely an adjustment yeah. for sure. And I honestly would recommend any new mom or working mom is just to lean on your support system. Because that's what helped me a lot. I was never... I'm very independent. Like, I don't really care to ask anybody to do anything for me um but since having Jalen I have kind of grown out of that a little bit I'm like um I need help and <laughs> can so you help okay. me like people should get better at asking for help like yeah, yeah I get that um oh therapy helped me a whole lot as well I started therapy when I was about seven months mm. pregnant um so that definitely helped me a lot too um but just leaning on support um just try to find your like tribe like I'm a part of a stylist community and many of the women are in there mm-hmm. are moms and I have one Aisha oh I love Aisha Aisha um her story resonated with my my her story resonated with me because she used to be a beauty blogger and then she went to cosmetology school and I used to want to be a youtuber and then I went to cosmetology school and she is a mom who likes to work I'm a mom who likes to work so and that's a takeaway for me being Jalen's mom. It's just that I like to get mm-hmm. the work done. But I know that I'm that way. So when I'm home, I want to be fully present when yeah. I'm home. Um, but I think that for me, I was fighting that for a while. Like, I don't want to say I'm a mom who likes to work. Because I felt like people were going to be like, you don't want to be with the baby. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like... I gotta make money. <laughs> we gotta be. Who gonna take care of us? Like, um. So yeah, it it it's a lot of I feel like tugging mm-hmm. and pulling, and and the whole work life balance is a myth. <laughs> <laughs> there is no work life balance. Is sometimes it's gonna be one thing is gonna get sixty, one thing is gonna get forty. Like, and then it flip flops some days. It's just that's just mm-hmm. what is what what it is. Um. And just not to, like, get down on yourself. And like I said, just lean on people. Yeah. Lean on your support system. And when you need help, say you need help. A hundred percent. And your kid's going to have amazing yeah. hair. Oh, my God. Yeah, and that's another thing, too. I get to pour all this stuff into her. Like, this literally is the gift that keeps on giving. I teach one person, they teach the next person, they teach the Like, it's amazing. I actually love I this. am so excited to see where 2020, 2020, 2021, 2020, 2021, 
Yeah, 2021. <laughs> uh, where that takes us, the natural hair community, because I do see this yeah. being this. If people listen, I do see this as being the start of an unlearning process, a period of unlearning. Because mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what 20, 2020 was for for me and my skincare. Skincare. 100%. Mm-hmm. And that, honestly, the way these estheticians single-handedly made CeraVe a household name. Like, uh, literally, the way they, they, I cannot believe. It's it's actually iconic. I literally did not know about CeraVe like that. And then all all of a sudden. Me either. All of a sudden. I was like. Everybody's using CeraVe. I'm like, I need that in my life. you You said I need to buy that? Let me go buy that. I literally will. i will i would definitely go so buy that. i see hopefully you know especially with like products that were once black owned and are now not black owned that's another reason just to stop buying them <laughs> so we'll see what happens um thank you so much for being on this episode you're welcome i really really appreciate okay. it i'm gonna try to share some really cute graphics of of bullet points we talked about today so people can like bookmark okay. it on instagram um but thank you so much for being here do you have any last thoughts of course um no oh you can find me on my yes. socials uh twitter i'm i'm cuse girlfriend on twitter on uh, instagram i am the cuse girlfriend cuse is the c-u-s-e <clears throat> short for syracuse of course um i'm on facebook as well um I, i'm back on tiktok <laughs> tiktok i'm cute girlfriend i think as well um so yeah follow me engage with me and um i'm fine book a consultation with her. yes book a consultation go to her salon <laughs> if you're in the area yes if you're a syracuse or you happen to go to school in syracuse i have seen some syracuse university students so that's been really nice um pull up on me come see me um i will be more than happy to help you Thank you so, so, so much. No, thank you. I appreciate it.